When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nice to have your company here on Sports Day, and we are here thanks to Repco Authorised Service. For expert car service, you can book into your local authorised Repco Service Centre. And we are joined by Mitch Morton, a bloke who played back in the Sydney Swans Premiership in 2012. It's a decade ago. It feels like yesterday. Mitch, how are you? Welcome to Sports Day. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, you're right. It does feel like yesterday. It's it's scary where the past 10 years has gone. Well, it's only a few days since the Swans qualified for the grand final by just a point as a premiership player at the club. How are the nerves? Uh, I'm guessing about uh, 4.30, quarter to five Perth time last Saturday. Yeah, well, I was pretty happy at half time, And then obviously uh, the third quarter, we were looking good. But it was a hell of a fight back from Collingwood. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're lucky to hold on in the end. But uh, like I said to my fiancé at the time, it doesn't matter how you get there. It all, all gets reset and everyone starts at zero all on grand final day. So really, really happy that the, the guys were able to get there. And uh, they've got a really special group. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they can bring to the game on Saturday. Well, talk us through the week because uh, open training session yesterday, the Swans, and then, of course, they head to Melbourne tomorrow to prepare for the grand final parade. How did you recall the week from a, a playing perspective and well, the memories you had, or was it a bit of a blur? Well, I was probably one of the one of the few people that go into grand final week not knowing whether you're going to play or not. So we had a guy named Ben McGlynn who was a fantastic footballer who had been out injured. Um, and I think if he had got up uh, for that for that grand final, then it probably would have come down to me and maybe one or two other guys as to who would miss out. So I knew I was kind of in that situation. So I was pretty nervous. We'd won the prelim on a Friday night against Collingwood as well, um, a little bit more comfortably, thank, thank goodness, than the, the boys did last week. Um, but I'd had that whole weekend to think about it, and I was pretty pretty anxious about it. Um, and then I found out pretty early in the week that I was playing. But going into the week, I had no idea whether I was actually going to be playing or not. Taking us back in time, but uh, there was a bit of history created with Mike Pike being part of your premiership team. Yeah, obviously he was a huge part of our, our team. Um, and, and a guy that is, you know, was really well respected around the playing group and, and someone that I learned a lot off. I was one of the guys that used to get into training you know, really early and like to get, get set up and that. And Mike Pike was one of, the, one of the guys who did the same thing. So I spent a lot of time with him. Um, and, yeah, really professional guy who, who has, you know, such a unique story in that he'd played rugby for his country and then obviously came over and was able to, to make it in the AFL as well, which is so rare and unique. And he's someone that is still very involved in the football club. He's always out there speaking at events and doing functions for the, for the club on game days. Um, and he's super, you know, well-respected from the players and the club and supporters as well. So um, really special to uh, to have him in that group. And just looking back at uh, your team, mate, of course, uh, the coach is still in play, John Longmire. 
The sub was in vogue back then uh, with Luke Parker, he being the sub, and uh, a bloke that uh, people might not remember, Sam Reid, who was playing at centre-half forward. Now, he's, of course, in, in real doubt and unlikely to be part of the team, unfortunately, after injuring his groin. Yeah, well, people forget that we had the sub for those few years. So I had the uh, the unlucky uh, experience of being subbed out in the last quarter of the prelim. So that's why I was a little bit nervous going into grand final week. But, um, yeah, it was interesting back then with the sub. Um, but now they don't have it, which I, I, I think is a good decision not to have it. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting back then. And the, play, the coaches used to put a lot of thought into who would be the sub just because if, if, if someone went down early in the game and they needed someone who could run out a full game, or if it was going to be a big guy that went down, then obviously you'd want to talk to replace him. But they could obviously couldn't just see what was going to happen. So a lot of tactics went into who the sub would be, um, which now they don't do, which is interesting. Big moment. In fact, the crucial moment of that match, Nick Malchewski. Where were you in relation to when he snapped that goal late in the piece and essentially put the game to bed? Yeah, well, I was. it was, it was an interesting experience for me because I only played half of the game. So... Not many people know that, but I only played 60 minutes of, I think, 121. Um, so I played half the game, and I sat the last 15 minutes on the bench. So um, I was effectively just a supporter for the last, you know, the second half of the last quarter. So it was really interesting not being able to impact the game. And I was on the bench um, with, I'm trying to remember who was there with me. I think it might have been Jude, Shane Mumford, and maybe Craig Bird, if I remember correctly. I can't exactly remember. Uh, but we were on the bench, and obviously we knew how long was left because um, that information's being fed down to the bench. So when it went through, yeah, it was just a phenomenal moment um, and something that, you know, anybody who was there on that day or watched it, and especially us players out there, will never, ever forget. It was a really, really special moment. Yeah, you still played your part, though. Just going back to the second quarter, you kicked a couple of goals in a quick space of time. Yeah, and that was, I mean, my job wasn't necessarily being there to kick the goals. I was there for my defensive stuff, which was... Um, what I came into the team for, you know, for the first qualifying final. And um, I had probably had a better final series defensively than offensively. I only kicked four goals across the, the three games. But, yeah, it's always it's, it's just good to contribute. I think any time you play a team sport and you're in a big game like that, all you want to do is contribute to the team. And um, I did that defensively. I was pretty happy with that and was just really lucky to be in the right spot at the right time to be able to kick a couple of goals. It's always nice. Do you remember running out and if so what was it like when you looked around at the 99,683 spectators that went along to watch you win that day yeah well it's funny I I guess I was lucky in the sense that I'd played for one of the big uh, Melbourne clubs for four years so I played for Richmond for four years and had that experience of playing in front of 70 or 80,000 people for the Richmond versus Collingwood uh, and the Richmond versus Carlton games and stuff like that so I kind of had that experience already at the MCG and having that ground as my, my home ground and kicking a few goals there at different times, I'd gone into that a little bit confident already. So um, it was I was probably lucky in that sense compared to some of the other players. But when the crowd's that big, it's funny. It, the noise kind of does get drowned out, I just, just in the sense that there's so much noise that it's, it's hard to hear anything in particular. Um, so it was, a, it was a good experience running out, and it was, yeah, deafening at times with the crowd, but I enjoy those bigger crowds just because you can't hear everyone. Whereas when there's only, you know, 10 or 15,000 people and you're playing in a Darwin or something like that, you literally can hear everything that the crowd yells out. What about the grand final sprint? I'm not talking about halftime. I'm talking about Lewis Jetta and Surreali, which was yeah, uh, just a standout, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's funny how, 
you can look back on the grand finals and choose one or two moments that everybody remembers. Obviously, the West Coast one in 2018 will be remembered for the most clutch goal ever kicked in history, um, Dom Shee. But I think there was a couple of special moments on our day. And, yeah, those two guys running down the wing was amazing, amazing to watch. Well, I can tell you who did actually win the grand final sprint, and it was Patrick Dangerfield, who actually won yeah, it at okay. half time when you <laughs> blokes were in the room. And uh, Harry Cunningham, <laughs> one of your teammates, came second. And Angus Litherland from the Hawks, another WA yeah, boy, finished yeah. third. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, classic, yeah. And yeah but, it'll be interesting to see who wins it this week. And, and what about Buddy, of course, who was a hawk back then? Yeah, well, amazing to see Bud playing his, his sixth. I thought it was his fifth, but it's his sixth grand final. So, um, yeah, what an unbelievable career he's had and um, couldn't have happened to a better person. He's just a fantastic guy. And, um, I know everyone in Sydney absolutely loves him and really excited that he's got another year on his contract. But for this week, it's all about this week and getting him another premiership. It'd be awesome. So. Brilliant, Mitch. Well, thank you for sharing a few minutes with us tonight. We appreciate it, mate. Take care and enjoy the game. No worries. Thanks very much. Go Swans. Good on you. Mitch Morton, you can still hear he is a true blood. Absolutely. And the Morton family, we know such a rich heritage in footy in the WAFL. And Mitch, uh, despite having some ups and downs in his AFL career, he ends up with a premiership duly rewarded. Fantastic. Uh, Mitch Morton joining us thanks to Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Uh, Now, we are going to change tack after the break. We are going to come back and we are going to have a chat to Scotty Sattler. He is the host of Sports Day over on the East Coast about the NRL Finals. It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.